Hey, Chosen fam. Welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About a Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And we are two best friends coming together to learn more about God and how we are chosen in Him. Join us here every Tuesday as we dive into God's Word about topics we all face to ultimately seek truth. We would love if you would subscribe and rate this podcast. And be sure to check out the free resources at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Hey, ladies. Welcome back to Chosen Girl. We've Hello. missed you. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back for episode two of yes. season three. It's crazy. We're already like, my goodness, where has the year even gone? It's August. Girl, I'll tell you where it's gone. It's gone to TikTok. <laughs> it's gone to pandemic staying in or just trying to navigate like how anxious should I feel outside now right now that I felt that so deeply and the emotional <laughs> roller coaster of like I'm free I'm good and then like oh my gosh like it's literally Kevin McAllister when he's outside and he's like I'm not afraid anymore oh <laughs> my gosh yes and then the man comes and he's like <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that is all of 2020. Yes. Okay, for our listeners, we're going to start out with like, I don't know if we should start every episode like this, but earlier, I was asking Liz, <laughs> I was like, was this morning not so awesome? Like, I knew it was going to be a hot day, but um, it was just such a cool and crisp morning. And Liz goes, I came out to my car this morning and there was chicken crap <laughs> Yes. She lives in Nashville, y'all. Like, like I live in, like, a small little, you know, like, community. All the houses are, like, close. It's not, like, a farm town at all. I live not right off the interstate. All. And I walk out, and I get in my car, and I'm in a rush because I'm trying to sling my life together in 15 <laughs> minutes and make it to work on time. And um, I pull out of my driveway, and I get no more than, like, five feet. And I look in front of me, and I was like, what is on my car? And it is, like, a perfect little, I don't know, ping pong ping ball sized ball of poop right on top of my car and I was like what is that I was like where did it come from and so I get out of my car being the farm girl that I am I I recognize what it is number one two I just like grab a napkin pick it up throw it into my garbage can to which I noticed that there is a, a chicken lurking around my shed I've never seen um this rogue chicken before um but I will sing the jingle, especially if you are on TikTok. Um, this is what I told Sarah <laughs> that I was like, "Do I do I need to like message my neighbors on our app and you know like be someone like come get your chicken?" And I was like, "Some got it, somebody come get her. I got your chicken tender." Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so real. Yes. I was like, my, so meanwhile, while Sarah has this beautiful crisp morning, I'm like, "There's a rogue chicken in my backyard, and I it pooped right in the middle of my car." <laughs> being like nostalgic like doesn't it remind you of like the first day of school like the morning's kind of crisp or like if you think back this has nothing to do with Jesus at all but like whatever but um Jesus understands what I'm talking about every field trip morning growing up in elementary or middle school, you're getting on the school bus and it's just a good crisp morning. Yes. You that's know so true. Think about that. Yes. Why does that make me so happy? I don't 
I don't know. It makes me think of like "Good Morning Baltimore." Yeah, like it's just so. It's just like so optimistic, and the day's gonna be great. You're like, because yes. I don't have to be stuck in class. It's the outlook that makes it so great. Most of those mornings, because if you think about everything that Tracy Turnblad is singing in the opening song of Hairspray, she's like, "There's the flasher who lives next door." <laughs> like it's everything negative, but her outlook is everything. Yeah, she's like, "There's the bum on his barroom stool." That's so. <laughs> Yes. The rats on the street all dance around my feet. I'm like, girl, you are so positive. Yes, that's what it's about. <laughs> yeah, this is real. This is our real life. Yes, we are very much so musical lovers. Mm-hmm. Lovers of all kinds of music, whether it be like theater or just like pop culture. All of like it. All the things. That's how we met. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Liz can sing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we used to sing together all the time. Yes, Sarah. Mm, y'all don't even know. She y'all sleeping on Sarah. I'm going to tell you right Stop now. She's good. She I great. tell you the real MVP though is my husband. For real. He can sing. Mhm. I don't know why he's hiding his voice. I know, girl. Missing out on it. But he's been singing some Hamilton around the house though. He thinks he's King George, so maybe we'll talk about Hamilton that. one episode. Y'all when we're just small talking right now, when I texted Liz after she watched Hamilton for the first time, she gave me the most beautiful synopsis. <laughs> and I think I'm just going to read it right now. Liz, oh can gosh. I read it? Sure. Okay. I got to look back in our text messages. Okay. I said, so what did you think of Hamilton? She says, loved it. It was not as sad at the end as I expected, but it made me think of a complicated example of the cost of the American dream. Hamilton's lack of satisfaction is the epitome of the American mindset. His lack of complacency scored him a life of his dreams, yet also cost him his marriage. His attempts to make it right cost him his own son's life, and dare I say his own life. Thus concluding, history slash legacy is reserved for those who are bold enough to try, persistently fail, and grow beyond, and even then, you may just end up being the villain in someone else's story. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) And I meant it. So (laughs) good. So good. It was so good. It was just a great play and a great musical and... Brilliant. We have too many things to say about it to say in this podcast, but maybe one day... Let us know Maybe how you feel about that. Maybe we should reserve a pod, like one podcast per season for us just talking about everything we need to talk about. Yes. I think that's a great idea, especially after the year we've had. There's been a lot going on. Yes. And I know we talked about a lot. If you all have gone back and listened to like our um, quarantine series, we talked a lot about what's happening in the world. But I feel like even more in the last what, three months, has continued to happen and develop in our nation and pop culture, and we want to talk about it. We love some pop culture. We love some current events. I love talking about unpopular opinions. Yes. Like, I saw a TikTok talking about how, in the movie The Notebook, Mm -hmm. I haven't, we we seriously are just talking right now while we're recording. Um, The girl was like, unpopular opinion, I would have picked Lon Hammond. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm like, I feel that. Okay. He was going to take her back even after she cheated on him. That's, That's true. That's a good man. That is true. He was so good looking and mm-hmm. sweet. He had a good family, mm-hmm. good heart. But I understand Noah, too. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's life. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a five-minute intro talking about <laughs> Chicken Poop, Hamilton, The Notebook. This is Musical real Musical theater. <laughs> 
this is basically the first hour of mine and Hunter, mine and Liz's meetings. Yes, I couldn't agree more. We have to unpack a lot. Well, it's, there's a lot that happens the week, and we're both busy, hardworking boss ladies, and you know we need this time. So. Yes. And obviously, you guys care enough. If you're still listening right now, you're the real MVP because we're about to get into what we're talking about today. And that is the topic of the Christian that 2020 needs. Yes. I feel like we need like some applause or some cheering. Like, yes. The crowd goes wild. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to give a big fat disclaimer mm-hmm. at first. Um, we are not here to dog on the church. Nope. We love the church. Yes. We're not here to dog on Christians. We love our fellow brothers and sisters. But we are here to point out in ourselves where we may have gotten it wrong and turn that around, do a 180, do a full 180. Crazy. Um, yes. Do a Lipa. She's a good one. She's a good one. Um, anyway, do a full 180 of where we can improve. To be the Christians that society needs more than the Christians that society have perceived us to be. Yes. Um, Liz, will you give that really beautiful metaphor that we were just talking about, about kind of like, there's a silent majority of Christians who Mm -hmm. I feel like have love and judgment and how the church should be designed, like exactly right on the money. Mm-hmm. But then there's kind of the loud minority of what maybe Christians are perceived in a negative light to society, mm-hmm. um, how they're perceived. So can you give me that metaphor that you were just talking about? Because that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, when Sarah when Sarah and I were talking about that, I just had this. I'm a visual learner, and the thing that I saw was a school gymnasium full of people in the stands, and there's like 10, 15 people in the center of the gym playing symbols, that is the church. And that there are people who are outside of the gymnasium thinking that all the people inside are just loud and making senseless noise. Mm. But that's not always the case. Right. Just because you're not the loudest doesn't mean, or you know, people that you identify with may be louder than you are, and the world thinks that they're a representation of who you are. But that's not the truth. Right. And... When we're talking about, like, the loudness and the noise, Mm -hmm. it is so much easier to look at the negative noise that's Mm -hmm. being made than to look at maybe, like, the graceful silence or the way that a lot of Christians are handling, you know, racial divide Mm -hmm. and even really hard topics like gay marriage, abortion, like, the church, like, everything so many Christians are handling those with grace and love. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge, huge noise being made by maybe a small group of Christians that is giving everyone a bad reputation. Yeah. So, again, along with the disclaimer, we're not grouping everyone together. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk with really ourselves. And you just happen to listen, you just happen to be listening. To mine and Liz's reflections mm-hmm. on how do we be, or how do we become what society needs right now with the love of Christ, with the support of a good friend, with yeah. the love and the grace that Jesus came to give us and also gave us the example to be. Um, when there's so much going on in the world and there's so much noise anyway happening 
with politics, with Mm -hmm. just the world, with society, with conspiracies, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which, girl, don't get me started. There (laughs) there is some crazy stuff going on right now. Yes. Um, But it's all very loud. It can be very heavy, Mm -hmm. and it can be very dark. And we've called to we are called to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. Yes. Um and be something good. Yeah. Just be some good people. Like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, but it's hard to like what does that actually look like? What does it look like to be a breath of fresh air in a time when there's so many things going on and when when you are when you do feel like you might be a member of that silent majority because the reality is the the private conversations that you're having the way that you're working on yourself those things can't be heard when mm. you're in a gymnasium full of symbols and it doesn't mean that they're necessarily doing everything wrong it could be someone playing all the notes right but yeah. you know if you're playing different things it's hard for the rest of the world to decipher so how are you being a beacon in in those times um i think about one thing is considering what others see of you. So think about not just like those who aren't of faith, but think about how your other your brothers and sisters in Christ, how what do they see in you? Yes. Like almost, Liz and I were talking earlier, like I do so much marketing with my job and it's a very important part of what I do every day to think about how what kind of message is Chosen Girl putting out there, but also with my small business, what kind of message is Poppy's putting out there? What do people think of when they think of those two entities? Mm -hmm. What do people, um, what's the first thing that comes to their mind? Do they smile? Do they think positive things? What are some, like, catchphrase words that come to your mind? And I think that all of our lives sing a song, and when you think of someone, like, y'all can think of somebody right now that is a breath of fresh air, and you're Mm -hmm. like, ugh. Just love that person. And you can think of somebody right now that's exhausting Yeah, with their opinion. Mm-hmm. Everyone probably has someone, if not a few people, in their mind about both scenarios. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important that we reflect how are we perceived, not so much in thinking about pleasing everyone, but what message, like if you were to just take your Instagram page or your Facebook profile or your Twitter for what it's worth at its face value. And someone who doesn't know you has to see who you are through that or even through a 15-minute coffee date or mm-hmm. whatever. Who are you and what message are you putting across? Yeah. Like, are you super rigid and and just, like, almost, like, cold to the touch? Because it's all about, I, I don't know if you're any type A people or, or especially ones on Enneagram who love rules and things to go exactly right. <laughs> yes. But sometimes that when it comes to our faith, that can be really hard because we're raised in a society that's all about rules and not so much about grace. Yes. And so we have to remind ourselves that as Christians, and especially in this day and age, we do live in a fallen world and we are called to show grace just as it's been given to us. Yes. And that that remains for personal endeavors, professional for whatever part of your life. It's not just when someone does a direct sin against God, but it could just also be a misstep or a mistake in friendships or just something that they may not even intend or they might not even have meant to hurt anyone or you, but just showing grace in those times. Okay, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about being offended. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about offending people. Yeah. 
So, I wrote down just the word offense for us to talk about. What is a Christian's role in striving not to offend people? Let's talk about that first. And then we're going to talk about what is a Christian's role when we have offended someone. Mm-hmm. Or even when we are the one who's offended. So, first, let's take um, offending others. Yeah. Um, I think that... Always, before we speak, before we post, you should think, do I fully endorse what I'm about to say or what I'm about to type? And could what I'm about to say or type close the door for me to witness in the future? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to post or post. I'm literally speaking. I'm not posting. (laughs) Um, Happy Tuesday. I'm going (laughs) to quote Annie F. Downs. Tuesday, you ain't cute. Um, you ain't cute. I hate Tuesday. It's Monday's ugly sister, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, Thursday's a good day, though. It I is. love me a Thursday. True. Anyway, every day is a gift. You know what I'm it saying. Is. Um, gonna use a super relative example of mask. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know I was gonna talk about this right now. Come so on. here we go. That's all right. Come Buckle on, up, girl. everybody. Chosen Girl Express. Um, I have had so many people post in my personal feed about whether or not they think you should wear a mask or whether or not they think you shouldn't wear a mask. Most of my friends are posting more like funny memes about it. I'm all about a good funny meme. But also, you've got to think, like, me personally, I work in the public, Mm -hmm. so I'm seeing a lot of people. So, like, when I'm going to church where there may be more elderly people or if I'm going to be in a situation to where I'm going to be with someone who may be at risk. Um, I wear a mask while I'm at work and when I'm in the public for that reason. Mm -hmm. I see a ton of people every day. It's not like I have a job, even like you, Liz, where you're in an office, you may see someone like two people and you're like 10 feet from them. Yeah. At the closest. So, like, that's a completely different scenario. We all have different views. We all have different opinions. Mm -hmm. I know some people who, like, are super autoimmune. And I know some people who are healthy as a horse. And they're choosing not to wear a mask. And either one, like, I'm here to tell you, it's your personal decision. Mm -hmm. However, when you choose to post something super rigid... Um, making accusations about your ex if you don't wear a mask or you are ex if you do wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, it's automatically drawing a boundary line. Yeah. Um, I'm all about encouraging health and protecting others. Mm-hmm. That's my particular view. I think that's Jesus's view. That's, yeah. yeah we're servants. Yeah, we're serving others, which is exactly why I just told you I'm in public all the time. So that's why I choose to wear one when I'm in public and around people. Um, but I, I think that it's foolish if we choose to use certain words about Mm -hmm. saying you're foolish if you choose to do one thing or foolish if you choose to do another thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're immediately drawing a boundary line, but that doesn't mean you can't believe a certain way. Right. Yeah. Or encourage your friends. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a difference between encouragement and then like name calling. Yes. You know? Yeah, well, how, I mean, how does that reflect, how does that look from someone else's perspective? Yes. Again, how does that look from your fellow Christians 
to draw such hard boundary lines um, that are, especially when they are not gospel supported. Um, but also, how does that look like to a non-believer? Everything that we do is for the kingdom of God. Yes. So how does it help the kingdom to draw such hard lines and make it harder for someone that is not a believer to come to you? That's so true. And I could seriously tell you right now, like, we need to watch, guys, what we're posting and what we're putting out there. Like, is it more of our opinion? Like, Or Mm -hmm. is it the gospel? And we've talked about that before on the podcast. It's almost like we are such glorifiers of ourselves, which is exactly where Satan wants to put the mirror. It's just right in front of us to where we're so focused on ourselves um, that we take our own opinion as gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And it... it, it, (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) I think it can become really easy to be in that standpoint when you know that you have good intentions. But the reality is the whole world does not know your intentions and your intentions are not equated out to someone else's perceptions. Yes. So whereas you say things and you put things out there to inform or if you intended for it to be to be informative or in support of this or whatever it is with a good heart, but someone may still take offense to it. But I think it's also a part of understanding who you're speaking to and reminding ourselves, are we speaking out to inform are we speaking to be heard because there are times when we just want to be heard yeah but um being mindful that our words have power and that we are representing like the the most high god yes and also talking about speaking to inform or speaking to just be heard are you speaking to spread awareness Mm -hmm. like Girl, intentions are... I'm about to open a can of worms right here. Intentions are so important. Y'all, there are so many pressing issues happening in our country right now. There's Mm -hmm. the sex trafficking issue. There's racial divide. Mm -hmm. And it's like, are you speaking, like, truth for awareness sake in order for us all to be informed and then come to our own conclusions? Or are you saying, this is my opinion, and if you disagree with me, you're out? Validation. Validation. Yeah. So I think that evaluating our intentions is super important with approaching how we put ourselves out there, with how we market ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because I really do think that you could close the door or keep the door open for someone to come to you if they had questions about religion or your spirituality or even just advice at work in your workplace. And I'm by no means saying stay quiet. I'm just saying pray for wisdom. Yeah. And think before you post. Mm -hmm. Because y'all know I've been posting about, like Chosen Girl posted all about racial divide. We even had a big, long conversation about it on our um, Instagram Live. We posted about World Trafficking Day, and we will continue to post about organizations that are working towards justice Mm -hmm. for people who are being cruelly and darkly treated. Yeah. Um, but all of that has to be backed up with godly wisdom that has been thought out mm-hmm. and presented in the right way. And then if someone is offended, of course it is not our intention to offend anyone, but like try to communicate what your intentions were. Yeah. And always apologize. Um, we actually have a verse. What verse is that, Liz? In first Corinthians? Was it first? Or is it Galatians? We had a 
some from both of those. Girl, I know. Which one are you? Paraphrase about offending others and the meat. Oh, um, that was First Corinthians, <laughs> First Corinthians um, one eight. But I can I can read it if you'd like. Girl, go ahead. Um, we've got down First Corinthians. Excuse me, First Corinthians chapter eight. I can't read clearly. I was like, it's not there. <laughs> it disappeared from oh my the gosh. Bible. So First Corinthians chapter eight, verse twelve and thirteen. When you sin against them in this way, and they're in. Would excuse me, and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause them to fall. Wow. And I think this is so powerful that we are called to be servants in the sense of if this is going to harm somebody, if this is going if this is not in their best interest, in their best interest, not yes. in me. I could want if if Sarah was a vegetarian and I came to her house, I'm not going to ask Sarah to make hamburgers for me or a juicy steak for me. I'm not going to ask her to do it. Right. When I come to Sarah's house, I'm going to eat vegetarian. Sarah's not a vegetarian, but because we just ate Chick-fil-A nugs, because y'all know Chick-fil-A, you know, nugs and hugs. Sponsored by Chick-fil-A, yes. Right. But if I'm coming into her house or she's coming to my house and I know that she's a vegetarian, I'm also not going to make steak. I'm going to make vegetarian dishes for her because this is about an opportunity to you support one another, love on one another, and I'm not here to cause anyone to fall. So this isn't specifically just when it comes to something that may be a sin, but also just we're not here to offend one another. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever want to go into, a, especially a friendship or relationship with anything, with the intent to offend or without the, the just the slight regard for that? Yes. What kind of friend is that? Does that reflect God to you? And, girl, that takes sacrifice. That takes putting them first. It does. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like we get so caught up in ourselves. Like, you're like, well, I have the right to eat meat right Mm -hmm. now. Of course you do. You can do anything you want. Right. You're grown. But if you're striving to cater to others before yourself, Mm -hmm. you can eat meat in the comfort of your own home. We're just using the this analogy because that's the analogy that Paul used but when I'm in the presence of someone and they know that I'm a representative Mm -hmm. and an ambassador of Christ which is what the word says that we are when we become Christians we are little Christ we are his ambassadors creating created in his image to do good works for his glory if it would offend someone I can refrain yeah I should be able to be to start growing toward the spiritual maturity of like you know what it's all good mm-hmm. like of course like I'm a guest in your household like if it's going to cause you to stumble like let's both move forward together so that like I can sacrifice so that both of us can move forward mm-hmm. and I think that that's friendship that is like that is so good like I even think that just made me think back to dating. Mm-hmm. And I remember even situations of when Hunter and I were alone. And let's just say we started watching a movie during the daylight and then the sun went down and it became dark in that room. And sometimes one or the other would say like, hey, let's turn a lamp on. And even if one of us wasn't feeling tempted, we always turned the lamp on because I wouldn't want Hunter to feel tempted or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like we needed to do what it took. Yeah. To move each other forward so that neither of us tripped up, mm-hmm. so that neither of us were tempted beyond what we could, like, 
mentally withstand. Mm-hmm. And it, that's teamwork. Like, yeah. that's friendship. It is. And I'm in no way, like, girl, like, I'm not bragging about myself because there's enough temptation to go around for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. we're all human, and we've all made mistakes. But just lifting up your friend and yeah. lifting up your accountability partners. And if something is really bothering them, like, you can sacrifice to help them through that. Mm-hmm. Um, in order for them not to get offended. Yeah. Um, I think about um, the Samaritan at the well. That comes yes. to mind. And in that moment, Jesus, I mean, they're like, look at her. You know, she, he could, he had an opportunity to be like, where's your, you know, where are your husbands? All these things. And he could have taken that moment to just like splatter her with the truth and how yes. wrong. But God, he was so gracious. He was such a friend in that moment. And I think that, you know, almost in the same in the same thought process as last season, um, when we talked about loving your neighbor, that that is so relevant and yes. it continue, it will forever be relevant that we need to love our neighbor, that we don't have to sacrifice truth for grace, for kindness. It's not yes. weak to show kindness and grace to someone. I love that. Okay. Talking about something going along those lines. Mm-hmm. Liz made a revelation to me of a scripture in First Corinthians 5, 9 through 13 that I have never, like, realize I my mind is blown by this revelation of we cannot judge and hold people who are not of the Christian faith and who are not in the church mm-hmm. to the standard of Christianity. We're never called to do that. So next week we're going to be talking about judging people mm-hmm. and how do we break the habit because your homegirls have had trouble. With thinking things in our mind that we should not think. Yeah. And if you're judging us right now, then you're doing the same thing. So <laughs> join us next week. <laughs> so join us next week. That was our plug for next week's episode. But how easy is it for us to look at culture and scoff thinking, oh, look at what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Look at the lifestyle that they are living. Um, guess what, girl? If they're not a Christian, they did not sign up. No. For subscribing to what the Bible said with their life. So I'm going to read this to you really quick. It says, this is in the message translation, 1 Corinthians 5, um, starting in verse 9. I wrote to you in my earlier letter that you shouldn't make yourselves at home among the sexually promiscuous. I didn't mean that you should have nothing at all to do with outsiders of that sort. Or with crooks, whether blue or white collar. I'm like, bring it home, Paul. Mm -hmm. Or with spiritual phonies, for that matter. So he's like, don't be hanging around promiscuous people or crooks, whether they're rich or whether they're poor. Or even, for that matter, fake people in Mm -hmm. the church. Spiritual phonies. You'd have to leave the world entirely to do that. But I'm saying that you shouldn't act as as if everything is just fine when a friend who claims to be a Christian is promiscuous or crooked or is flip with God or rude to their friends or gets drunk or becomes greedy or predatory. You can't just go along with this treating it as acceptable behavior. I'm not responsible for what the outsiders do. But we don't have some response. But don't we have some responsibility for those within our community of believers? God decides on outsiders, but we need to decide when our brothers and sisters are out of line and, if necessary, clean house. Yeah. 
So he's talking about like brothers and sisters in Christ. It says in your close community of believers. Literally, my I mean, I love I love how eloquently that is put. And I also appreciate just the, the verse 12 in the NIV version. Um, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? Fam, we are a family. We're the body of Christ. We're yes. to hold each other accountable first. So before we even as a body begin looking at the plank in the eye of the world, let us look at the speck of dust in our own. Yes. And then even with that, um, let me look up this other verse really quick. Well, I can't find it right now, but it's the verse. Oh, wait, I did find it. Which one was it? it? Um, I did find it. Even when we are holding our friends who are within our community of believers accountable mm-hmm. with these things. First, first Galatians. Oh, my Lord. The first and only <laughs> Galatians 6, 1 through 5 says, Live creatively, friends. If someone falls into sin, into sin Forgivingly restore him, mm-hmm. saving your critical comments for yourself. Do I need to say that again? Saving your critical comments for yourself. You might be needing forgiveness before the day's out. Mm-hmm. Stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. Share their burdens so you complete Christ's law. If you think you were too good for that, you are badly deceived. Oh my goodness. It says, make careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. So it's talking about even if you are holding your friends accountable, they better be your close friends, and you better do it with forgiving, like forgiving grace. Yeah. Um, I think that is so important. We've been given it first. Yes. We have first been given it and we have, there's enough to go around. There's no reason not to give it to someone else. We're not the judge. Yeah. And I almost think like in the times in my life when I have had to speak to friends about things that they've been going through, one, oftentimes they brought it up to me first, mm-hmm. which is a blessing. Yeah. Cause I don't particularly care for confrontation. But I'm telling y'all right now, Liz and I are so close and you need to have an accountability partner who you are close to that if Liz addresses something with me, I respect her and love her enough that I'm going to take it seriously. It may sting a little bit at first, but we have the relationship that I am 110% sure that if Liz mentions something to me, that it's serious and she is going to do it in love. Yeah. The feeling is mutual, and you need that mm-hmm. because sometimes what you need to hear is not always what you want to hear, but the ones who love you and care for you the most will tell you what you need to hear, and they'll doing it, do it in a loving way. And you've already heard me say this saying before, I know, but truth without grace is mean. But yeah. grace without truth is meaningless. So find you a friend to yoke up with that will give you truth and grace together married together and you can do that for each other because we're we're not perfect in this world but there are times when we need to check ourselves and have friends that'll check us too absolutely so with all that being said let us not forget that the society around us is not subscribing to the bible standards they are not subscribing to what jesus said 
only Christians, only the church. Mm-hmm. And even in that, we can only hold accountable the ones who are truly close to us in oh. our family of believers. I also need you to understand that that's enough. Focusing on the church first is enough. Yes. Like, the Lord will handle the rest. Believe me when I say when you live your, your life right for the Lord, that that is attractive enough to anyone from the outside. They will look at you and say, what is, there's something about you. Why are you so happy? Why are you so joyous? Why are you so forgiving? Why are you so kind? Those are the words that I certainly hope someone would say to me. Yes. Other than, why are you always angry? Well, I, you know, or feel like they can't come to you at all with their problems, with their concerns, because they're afraid that they're going to be judged. Remember that when we focus on ourselves and we hold ourselves to be accountable so that we are recognized as children of the Most High God who are willingly able, willingly give grace away, left and right, turn the other cheek, and live our lives with kindness and truth and grace, then that's when we're doing something right and the Lord will take care of the rest. He doesn't need our yes. help. He does not. Mm-mm. That is the Christian that 2020 needs. Girl. God focused. That is so good. Um, we had one more question to ask ourselves is, um, what do you do when a friend or like you said, someone who may be outside of our faith approaches you about something that you cannot relate to? Yeah. You panic. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. But I think the, the first thing is to just listen yeah. You don't have to be heard in those moments. When they're coming to you, oftentimes, especially us women, when we're coming to each other, we're not always coming looking for a solution, which that I find myself in that category that's always looking for a solution because mm-hmm. of who I am. But sometimes you just need to listen. Yeah. And say, like, okay, I understand. And ask. Uh, that's one of the biggest things that I've helped revolutionize my own friendships and how I respond to, like, the my friends coming to me with different issues. It's like... Are you looking for an answer? You just want me to listen. It's okay to just straight up ask. Right. And then if you're, if they're just like listen, looking to listen, just be there to support them. Pray for them. You don't have to tell them that you're praying for them, but you pray for them in, in private. But then yeah. if they want advice, first pray and ask for wisdom so that you give the right advice. But don't lead with conviction. Lead with, lead with grace and be like, you know what? I may not think that this decision that you did was the smart thing or the wise thing or the thing that best represented you or best represented our faith, but know that, like, it's not the end of everything. You're not perfect either. Yeah. And this is how I think that, you know, you can move forward in in truth and grace. Yeah. I agree. Also, being okay with not having the answers. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes I, I have been guilty as a Christian feeling like I have to have a scripture for that. I have to have a solution for that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes literally just sitting in there yep. in that situation with them is all they need. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when I'm going through something, I don't necessarily want someone like Bible thumping in my face. Yeah. And I'm a Jesus lover. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just need somebody to sit with you. Just listen. And just to listen. And that's enough. And just to eat with you. Mm-hmm. And, like, not judge you for what you're going through. Yeah. Um, You don't have to have a solution for everything. It's not our job. It's not our job. And, yeah, it's not our job. I think that that is such an important thing to think about and to reflect on, and that's kind of what we wanted to end on, is 
we have to reflect on what kind of person we are. Mm-hmm. We have to, like, one of the, I just finished reading the screw tape letters. And one of the things, if you don't know what the screw tape letters is, it's a book by C.S. Lewis about a collection of letters written between two demons. And it's a, um, it's obviously not a true story, but it's kind of based on what C.S. Lewis kind of thought might mm-hmm. have been a narrative between, um, some of Satan's demons, and it's a uh, nephew and uncle demon writing to each other about their quote-unquote subjects, which are humans. And um, they were like, don't let her think. Do not let her get alone and reflect. Don't let her journal. Don't let her read. Because that is the most dangerous place that they can be in for us, Mm -hmm. which means we need to reflect. We need to think about who are we? What kind of message are we putting out to the world? Um, how's my spiritual life? You know, what am I reading? What am I putting into my body? But also, like, what am I, what am I reaping and what am I sowing is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, kind of like an identity check of what do people see in me? And we're not talking about the people-pleasing identity check. We're talking about what kind of witness am I? Yeah. Am I micromanaging Jesus to people? Right. I mean, that's what... 2020 needs literally a woke Christian. And when I say woke, it doesn't necessarily mean woke to the world, but it really means, are you woke to your inner self? Are you woke to what the Lord's been saying to you, what he's been calling for you to do? And like the only way for you to really know is to be in God's word. You're not going to, you're never going to be woke in God without God's word. Yes. And that's where you find all, all of the truth that will help mold your life mold your life and that's how you can be just the brightest light out there for God and Liz and I like Liz what she was talking about at the beginning of the podcast with the clanging of the loud symbols that can be the bad reputation that so many Christians get because of just things posted things in society you all know what we're talking about but the thing is we all have an inner circle And when I start to think of like, oh my gosh, how do we change the world's view of Christians? How can we show them Jesus? How can we show them like, we're not like this. We're, we're good. We want to love people. We're just trying. We all Mm -hmm. make mistakes. Please show us grace. Um, The solution to that is not to try to handle the whole world. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, my approach is your inner circle. Yeah. Start there. God has given us all an inner circle of friends, a family of Instagram followers, of Facebook friends. And who are we being to those people? Because I cannot change the opinion of thousands of people, but I can let people know. I can let maybe a hundred people know how I am. Yeah. You don't have a hundred people. Start with 10. You don't have 10. Start with one. Just start. Yes. And just show them Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because I think that people are getting very annoyed by the noise Mm -hmm. of not just the perception of some Christians, but just society in itself. Mm -hmm. Everything is so loud. Everything is so annoying. Everything is so exhausting. Yeah. And people are craving a breath of fresh air. Um, And you guys all know the verse, the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, that is read at so many weddings. Love is patient, love is kind. Um, But I wanted to read this last part as a solution to you guys, in addition to reflecting. And it says in verse 12, this is 1 Corinthians 13, 12, we don't see things yet clearly. 
or squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then, see it all as clearly as God sees us, knowing Him directly just as He knows us. But for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to lead us toward that consummation. Three things. Here they are. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. And the best of the three is love. Amen. What a verse to end on. Three things. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. I can follow those commandments. That is the job description of a Christian. Yeah. We can do it. I have no more words. We have everything we need to do that. Absolutely. And y'all just be ready because when you pray to trust more in God, I'm going to tell you, you'll be given yes. some situations to where you have to yes. trust. That has been my 2020. <laughs> just personal thing. Not yeah. even Corona. Corona aside. Yes. Same. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. He's The Lord has not forsaken me yet. And I'm, I don't believe that he ever will. And yeah. his word says that he never will and he's never broken a promise. So why would I ever think otherwise? Yeah. That's so true. And I think it's so good this is not even related. Hunter and I were talking the other day. I was worried about something. And he was like, Sarah, everything you've ever worried about, you've got through. Like, look, you're here. Mm-hmm. You're here. And you're okay. And I'm like, you're so right. Yeah. Everything I've ever doubted God about. I've made it through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was not the answer I was looking for. Yeah. Sometimes it was better than what I was even asking for. Sometimes it was better, and sometimes it wasn't even what I asked for, mm-hmm. and it would have been what I would have thought was bad. But even through the bad mm-hmm. that God may have allowed, I have become such a stronger person because of it. Yeah. And I don't know why some things happen. That's another conversation for another day that I don't have the solution to. Like, that's another conversation for, like, heaven. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we do not have the solution to that. But I've gotten through. Yeah. You've gotten through. Like, we're here. We're here. And God is still good. Yeah. Amen. And one day, we will see. Just like I said, we don't see things clearly yet. But one day. Mm-hmm. We'll see, see as clearly as he sees us. Oh, that's so good. So good. Well, y'all, we're so thankful for you all for sticking through us, sticking through <laughs> us, sticking through it with us. Um, and just, I hope that you continue to, to be reflect, reflecting on yourselves and on the type of person that you are, and then be so bold as to ask the Lord to continue to work on you. I'm um, so, I think about that song by Mandisa, like, um, unfinished like oh, i'm so yeah. thankful that we're unfinished and we are and we know that you are too but thank you so much for joining us this week and um we can't wait to talk about judgment next week yeah guys we're gonna dive into breaking habits and breaking mm-hmm. change chain change breaking chains. chains of being judgmental and what it looks like to truly love others like jesus does and we can't wait to break that down with you guys yeah it's gonna be great we'll see y'all then All right, bye bye That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girl Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.